You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. It's about computer stuff. I'm good at computer stuff. You're off my Snapchat. We're sending you off for online dating. Oh, okay. What? When the internet first came into being, it was hailed as a tool for connecting people all around the world. That can be a good thing. But given it's such an unregulated space, it can also be quite frightening when it comes to how our children use the internet. Contact with strangers was one of the top three concerns of parents, as identified by the Office of the eSafety Commissioner. Today, we're looking at the first of these, contact with strangers. Joining us to discuss this, we have the eSafety Commissioner, Julie Inman-Grant, and Toby Dagg, Manager of the Cyber Report Team at the Office. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Hi. Julie, can you tell us what the Cyber Report Team's role is at the office? I think I'll turn that over to Toby, who runs the Cyber Report Team. Sure. So the Cyber Report Team takes reports from Australian residents and law enforcement about offensive and illegal online content. Uh, And we work very closely with police with international partners working right around the world to take action against particularly child abuse material that's hosted on the internet. Julie, when we're talking about this concern that parents have about contact with strangers online, is it mainly through platforms like social media that they're worried about? Well, any kind of platform that facilitates interact, social interaction, um, and usually what we're really concerned about are those chat functions that may be part of a mainstream social media site or a platform like Musical.ly, where um, where strangers can potentially engage with our children, pretend that they're someone that, that they're not, and um, what we really worry about is what we call grooming offenses. So building trust over a long period of time. Children aren't always able to distinguish between who's at the other end of the uh, service and um, who might be their friend and who's trustworthy. And what we're worried about are ultimately contact offenses. So the young person going and meeting the, the predator offline. Toby, we all in this room have quite young children and it might be hard to imagine them ever getting to that point. Is it something that we as parents need to start thinking about early in terms of how we talk to our kids about the online space? Yes, I think so. I think we need to recognise on a pragmatic basis that there are those using the internet um, who do wish children harm. The internet is such an incredibly important and powerful communications tool, um, but it's neutral as to use. So it, it pays to be aware of what your children are doing online and talk to them about what they're doing. Learning a little bit about the technologies they're using and understanding that some of the technologies they're using will have a social networking or a chat function that may not be apparent from a cursory glance. And it's good to dive in and really understand the mechanics. Julie, that statement terrifies me as a parent. Um, I manage to stay up to date with Facebook. But every time I hear something about a new platform like Snapchat, I know that's not new anymore, but you know, the the new platforms that are continually evolving. What's your advice to parents in terms of the involvement that Toby's talking about here? Well, I think, yeah, even... Uh, even um, programs like uh, Minecraft or Roblox um, have chat functions on them. So most of these programs have safety or privacy settings. So 
When you're setting up a program for your child, as I said before, you need to be engaged in their online lives and help guide them through the process, but you should probably be setting up the appropriate level of privacy and safety settings. You should also look at the, what the appropriate age is for the young person to be going on that particular service. Toby, how real is the threat? You mentioned then that um, there are people out there that are wanting to harm children. And we do hear advice about what sort of images we post online. No one wants to be paranoid, but Mm. just how careful do we need to be? Well, I think we need to be sensible. Um, I don't think it's true to say that simply because your child's image appears um, within your social network feed, it will be collected by a pedophile. That's just not necessarily true. Learning how to conceal and protect and safeguard your family from unwanted um, observation is is really important. We do it in the home. We should be doing it online as well. Um, And we should understand that some of the social media services that we um, take as simply woven into our everyday life are being used by predators to to groom children. A recent example was the fellow who was charged in Queensland for uh, contacting more than 900 children on Twitter pretending to be Justin Bieber. One of the ways that, as parents, we can talk to our children about avoiding being victims of that kind of behaviour is doing really sensible things like saying, well, look, if it was Justin Bieber, Justin would have a blue tick next to his profile. That would indicate that he was authenticated as a public person. Those kinds of signposts can be really powerful tools to help our kids navigate the online world. Julie, the Commission's set up to help parents in this respect, especially with something like iParent. Does iParent have the resources to sort of take us through this? Because everything Toby's saying makes perfect sense to me, but there seems to be so many different permeations of what we need to be aware of. Um, Absolutely iParent looks at a range of issues. Um, for, for younger kids, we would be concerned more about inappropriate contact. I mean, we all grew up learning about stranger danger. What we have to remember is that the, ch- the child's frontal lobe is not developed, and they cannot distinguish between a stranger online and a stranger offline. You'll remember that comic with the uh, dog sitting in front of the computer saying, nobody on the internet knows I'm a dog. The same thing goes. Um, so again, uh, sensible guidelines, being being engaged, talking to your kids. As your kids get older, make sure they're not setting up ghost accounts, which means um, they may have an account they set up for the benefit of their parents to see on Facebook or Instagram, but they may be setting up um, a separate account that they use to engage in, in, in more risky That's behaviors. Terrifying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, And that is something that um, I'm also curious about as well, because what we're talking about in terms of how our kids use technology, by the time my daughter, who's five, might be on these platforms, there will be new technology. Is it eSafety Commission, is it your job to be informing us about the latest technology that our kids are using? Um, that's what we're trying to do. Um, you know, policy is always going to out, um, outpace, or sorry, technology is always going to outpace policy, and the kids are always going to be flocking to the new services before the parents get there. But we're going to do our best to um, make parents aware of the, of the types of programs that their kids are likely using, particularly their teens. So, for instance, around uh, Valentine's Day, we did a piece on Spot a Friend in Yellow, dating apps that parents had probably never heard of, but that teenagers were flocking to in in droves. So trying to get them ahead of the curve. Yeah, I'd never heard of that. Um, So Toby, just to come back to the topic that, that parents are concerned about in terms of contact with strangers, 
What can parents do if they discover that their child has made contact with someone they don't know and they, they don't know if they're who they say they are and all that sort of stuff? Sure. I think it's really important for parents to talk about who is following their children on social media. Um, a lot of the apps that we see as the basis for complaints to our section, even though we focus on contact, not conduct, are because parents are concerned about followers, friends that they don't know and that their child couldn't possibly know in real life. So I think going through a friend list is a really great way to start talking about who's who in the zoo um, and start making decisions then about safeguarding your child while they're using that app. If the conduct is such that there's a clear um, approach to your child, contact police. So the AFP um, provides a great platform portal for parents to use if they're concerned about grooming offences. That's at afp.gov.au. Um, or contact your local police as well because a criminal offence may have been committed. There's so much me to digest here, but um, I'm assuming that there are also places that people can go to online to learn more about this. Um, we'll pop those links up on our website. Toby, Julie, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Great talking with you. That was the eSafety Commissioner, Julie Inman-Grant, and Toby Dagg, Manager of the Cyber Report team at the Office of the eSafety Commissioner. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.